Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 95 here, and you know what? Uh, the most recent 95 on the Steelers that was any decent but didn't live up to his potential was Jarvis Jones. Mm. Um, but all of, for Matt and I's age group, we, we know 95 is Greg Lloyd. Sure do. Definitely Greg Lloyd. Um, I got, got big to... bed sheet hanging from this, the Three Rivers upper deck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Avoid Lloyd. Mm. Yeah. I actually got the caddy for Greg Lloyd okay. uh, one time. Cool. And I was 14. Once. I was 14 or... Wait, no. No, I caddy for him. I was 18. I caddy for Greg Lloyd. It was Greg Lloyd and Master Kong and Dave Gardner. Who Dave Gardner was the head pro at Champion Country Club. Okay. Master Kong, who is Master Kong, and Greg Lloyd. Who's who, Master Kong? Master Kong was Greg Lloyd's karate instructor. Okay. And also was Dave Gardner's karate instructor. Okay. Hence how Greg Lloyd got to play golf at Shanapin. Okay. And I got to caddy for Greg Lloyd and Master Kong. And Master Kong is this, like, five foot seven Asian dude. Yeah. That looked like he could, like, rip your throat out with his fingers. Sure. And then there's Greg Lloyd. Um, who looked like he could just, like, give you a high five and put you down. He could just <laughs> poke me in my Adam's apple. And my yeah. Throat, and my throat would just, like... Split open. Yes. I mean, Greg Lloyd is, you know, still, I, I think, probably the most well-recognized linebacker in Steelers history in our age group. Mm. In our age group. I I mean, be honest. If I saw Greg Lloyd walking down the street, I might not know it's him. But if I saw Joey Porter walking down the street, I would definitely recognize uh, him. I mean, I, so, I talk about most recognizable. Most recognizable on the field and so forth and the name and everything and the number. Yeah. You know, Joey Porter's 55. We know that. And, you know, I know Joey from taking care of him over the years. But yeah. Greg Lloyd, I think, is probably the most prolific in our age group for that Steeler period from 1987 to 1998, I think? Yeah. Somewhere I mean, he was there. a bad dude, but, like... The thing I remember about Lloyd was that he'd always get, you know, the best, best uh, you know, pass blocker. Oh, yeah. So that, that would open up things for, you know, Kevin Green. Yes. And for last week's honoree, Chad Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like that's that's respect, man. That's what happens when, you, when when you're the when you're the the first person in the in the film session that they talk about. You know, in the opposing team's uh, you know offensive well, line meetings. Yeah, yeah, week. yeah. When they go in for the, when they go in for the offensive line and offensive meetings, and they circle a guy on the board and says, "This guy right here, number ninety-five. Yeah, you know, and the Steelers. And I watched. I've been watching uh, Peyton Manning's um, mm -hmm. show, the one hundred. With yeah. Peyton Manning, and he did his he did an episode with uh, Ray Lewis, mm. and Peyton Manning's like, you know, we're in it's Ravens week, we got to play you guys. He goes, fifty two was circled every time. You got to yeah. watch where fifty two's at. You know, mm. uh, it's so, almost a given. Yeah, uh, but you still you'd, you'd be bad. You know, you wouldn't be doing your job as a coach if you didn't. But I mean, for God's sake, right? Like, have I mean, you not heard of this guy? <laughs> exactly. 
You know, uh, Greg Lloyd was a badass motherfucker who mm-hmm. didn't take shit from nobody, and was just ridiculous. Uh, always remember number ninety five is Greg Lloyd. Like I said, Jarvis Jones did wear it most recently. He was the number one draft pick that I guess didn't really pan out. The Steelers never off never offered him a uh, a deal after his rookie deal. They let him go as an unrestricted free agent. I believe he's in Arizona now. Um, Sounds about right. I've met Jarvis Pittsburgh several. West. I've met Jarvis several times over the years. Um, waited on him and so forth. Very nice guy. No problems. Um, good dude. He just didn't pan out to what he was supposed to be. Maybe a little too nice. No, just kidding. Potentially. And then how about the Penguins? They Come, had a ninety-five. Yeah, Alexi Morozov. Alexi Morozov. We always used to refer to him as the skinny guy from ice hockey, right? Remember that Nintendo game where you had like the skinny guy, the, the fat Sega guy, Genesis. and the regular guy. Sega Genesis. No, it was NES. Oh, oh, oh! Where you had you, yeah. you could pick like three different body types, and like the skinny guy was like a fast skater and good at face-offs, but didn't oh, have oh, much yeah. shot power. It was Super Nintendo, not but the regular Nintendo. Morozov was, you know, he was. He was kind of lanky, I sort of remember. Um, you know, one of one of these players, like the Penguins had this whole succession of like guys who were supposed to fill Yager's shoes or compliment Yager after Lemieux left, even. Um, you had like Nedved, you had Straka, Morozov was definitely one of them. Um, you know, he was good, he wasn't, I mean, it's... Mario and Yager is a tough act to follow. It is. Let's face it. Totally so, is. You know, Morozov was a good guy for the Pens, whatever. Um, you know, they had a lot of good teams where they didn't win cups in the 90s, but you can't win the cup every year. You can't. You know, they it's wouldn't. They wouldn't, to do. they wouldn't have all them rings with all those different names on it if it was something that you just win every year. I mean, and, you know, the last two teams to go back-to-back were the Pens, were the first team to go back-to-back in the... Um, uh, salary cap era, yeah, and before that was the Red Wings, which was mm-hmm. in the '90s, yeah. So I mean, it's it's not an easy thing to do, not at all. Uh, and then also uh, on my little website, I check out the all-time number ninety-five was Richard Dent. Uh, oh yeah, linebacker for the Bears. The Bears relevant tonight because it is Thursday night football. Thursday night football, everyone's favorite night of the week. <laughs> But it's uh, the, the first regular season game. First regular season game. That's why it was. And I was walking around all day feeling like the Steelers were going to be on tonight because usually, the Thursday night game. Since they started doing it in these past like fifteen years or so, it's the, the defending Super Bowl champion. champion. Yeah, and whoever they're scheduled to play that week, usually they make it like a marquee game. So you know the Steelers are playing the Pats. In week one, but they're not playing in the Thursday it's night the kickoff eight, game. It's the eight o'clock game. It's the on sun, Sunday. Sunday night at eight. Tonight, the reason that they went Bears Packers is because it's the hundredth anniversary of the NFL, and it's also and the hundred. Like, the hundred franchises, and it's the hundred and ninth time that they've played. Okay, to get against each other. Cool. Something like Does that. Does that include when the Bears were still called the Decatur Staleys? Uh, I'm not sure of that. I think it was when they adopted their actual team names. They decided to move to Chicago. Who can blame them? You know, here or there. Um, yeah, definitely not there if you're in Decatur. Yeah, but uh, Richard Dent definitely uh, was a staple on the 85 Bears Super Bowl championship team mm-hmm. in the uh, Buddy Ryan 46 defense. Yep. Um, you know. Him and Mike Singletary. Oh, yeah, you, know, you go through the that Super Bowl shuffle. You go through that team, and you had 
McMahon as your quarterback and uh, Willie Galt as a wide receiver. Um, a lot of know, those Bears. W- w- Walter Payton as your running back. Yeah. Uh, the Refrigerator Perry was a rookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this, mean, was, this was before they made a G.I. Joe out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got that ring before he got that limited edition G.I. Joe toy. Right. But we're going to move on to probably one of the most productive um, Pittsburgh teams right now. It should be the Riverhounds. Riverhounds. Riverhounds soccer. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't and still not a huge soccer fan like you, Matt. Mm. Um but I've been following the Hounds, and I, I come home, and I know when they have games, and I click on ESPN+, and I look at my phone first to see where the goals were, and mm-hmm. I watch, like, the five minutes before a goal, then I fast-forward, and I watch, like, the five minutes before the next goal, and so forth. Well, that's more um, highlights than you would get on at least right, two of the local news channels. Right, right. But I, I try to watch, like, leading up to the goal and see how it... Yeah, the build-up yeah, build um, is important. Because, honestly, I've sat down and watched the whole soccer game, and it ended nil-nil, and everybody's raving about it. And I'm like, nothing happened. Sometimes a nil-nil draw can be very entertaining. Uh, yes. Um, but the Riverhounds, uh, they did have a big win A big win this past Saturday, 4-0, uh, north of the border uh, in Ottawa over the Fury. Uh, the Fury dominated the stat lines. They did. I looked at the stat lines, and it was like the high percentages to uh, Ottawa and then low percentages um, to the Hounds. So the Hounds just played counterattacking. Usually, Pretty much. Usually that's what that means. Pretty much. Uh, and they, it seems like it worked. Well, the, and the Hounds capitalized three times in the first half. Um, and once in the second, uh, they went ahead and, and they got goals in the two-minute Two minute, eleven minute, and thirty eighth minute, and then they got a goal in like the seventy second minute. Okay, um, and they went ahead and did that. They were they were playing defense the whole time, and you know uh, it, it looked to me as that um, you know not much went past midfield. Yeah, you know when it came when it came to them, they were they were. Completely playing defense. Nothing got inside the box mm. at all. Um, the Ottawa had um, seven shots on goal, uh, three shots on target. Mm. Is that how it is? Yeah. Targets. Well, it's shots and then shots on target. Shots on target is when the goalkeeper touches it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's seven mm. shots on goal and three shots on target. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, they're just lighting it up right now. Uh, which is good. You're coming into uh, the final stretch of the USL season, and uh, they have um, they they've moved up in the standings. Um, the Hounds are in the solid fifth position right now. They're not far out of the top three. Uh, I believe when I looked at the points today, they are a solid solid five at 47 points team below them is at 45 so that's I mean that's a win yeah you know and a, and a hounds loss mm. you know but uh there's 48 49 and 50 are the points of the teams ahead of them okay to be in the top three uh they're not gonna get a number one spot they're just mm. way too far behind yeah uh I mean that happens 
Uh, and top six, since they changed the playoffs, top six get a home playoff game. Yeah. Um, you have that. You have Louisville uh, this week, Louisville City, uh, coming into Highmark Stadium this Saturday at 7 p.m. So that's that's going on. Um, Remember Louisville came last year and there were some... Uh... There were some Louisville fans on my trolley. Okay. And they were uh they were looking for pizza. They were riding they were riding the tea at Dormont. <laughs> they were looking for wait, pizza. Wait, wait. They're getting on at Dormont? No, they got on in Station Square and I guess I guess they got some tips that there's good pizza to be had. In the Dormont area? In the Dormont area. Uh yeah, they should have got off at well fuck. They got off at at Potomac and they went to Campedes. Okay. And well, I hope I hope they come back again this year. And, and Campini's is good, you but know, it's not the same since Don sold them. Yeah. Uh, they should have. I, I don't know. Just taken an Uber to Fiori. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or the forty one. <laughs> right. You feel like waiting for a bus on a Saturday. Yeah. I mean, guest. I mean, take an Uber to Fiori's and call it a day. Yeah, they'll fix you up, man. Definitely, they will. Up. They they will do that. Uh. You know, so yeah, so Riverhound Soccer. I mean, they have. I think we when we looked at the schedule last, uh, six or seven games left, mm-hmm. something around there, around yeah. there, six or seven games left, and then in the playoffs, and then playoffs go. I mean, they're they're one round knockouts, but yeah, uh, they finish before Thanksgiving, but not yeah, uh, really tight before. They're they're really tight up against Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that it's that time of year when everyone's you know most most casual fans of sports in general are more focused on the NFL. Yeah, it, it's um, coming. The NFL just started tonight, so. But I mean, for the for soccer season to be done before the NFL, they'd have to start playing in like January, and nobody wants to go sit down in Station Square outside in January. No, not at all. Um. So yeah, that what's uh, going on in international soccer? Well, it is the first international break. They're uh, a break already. They do this all the time, and it's like the it's like the least popular weekend of the soccer season for people who follow like the English Premier League, for example, because you get you get like all the anticipation and build up for like opening weekend. Um, you know, you've got a full slate of games for four weeks in a row, and then they go on this international break. And, yeah, there's not going to be any Premier League this weekend. Um, you know, for Crystal Palace fans such as myself, that's pretty disappointing because they're actually doing pretty good right now. They're in fourth place. They beat Man United at Old Trafford. And then they come home and they um, they played Aston Villa at home on Saturday. Uh, they, they beat Aston Villa. It was a controversial decision. And Steve, I have to say that for the first time since I started doing fantasy soccer, Uh-oh. a thing happened in a game involving my favorite team that was good for my favorite team but bad for my fantasy team. What was that? Aston Villa appeared to score a goal at like the in stoppage time in the second half that would have tied the game. But the goal was disallowed because the referee said that he saw Jack Grealish dive in the box. Oh. It didn't, look, it didn't look like a dive. A lot of Crystal Palace fans, you know, I don't know why they're being defensive. Like, it's not like they're going to redo the game. Um, 
if I'm being honest, I didn't really see a dive. It looked like some contact. It could have been a you know a penalty, or the ref could have let the play go on and then the goal would have counted. But you're not allowed to video review like the dive, no dive, and like whether or not the ball went in. Like like once the whistle blows, it's you know it's done. So so that happened. Um, it's gonna be a two team race. Otherwise, it, it, I mean, really like Man City and Liverpool. Everybody's probably gonna root for Liverpool all year, like they did last year, because we don't want Man City to win again. Unless you want to see them win three years in a row, which is not easy to do in any sport. Um, but they've they've certainly got the talent. Um, Pulisic, the American, is playing for Chelsea. He's not like he's not set the world on fire. Um, you know, Chelsea's got some issues that they need to work out. And yeah, this this international break just kind of sucks. There were there were some uh, Euro qualifiers today, and some some World Cup qualifiers for like Asian nations. Um, USA plays Mexico on Friday. That's a friendly. And, that, um, and this is is this qualifying for like World Cup? No, coming up. No, um, like like I said, some of the Euro qualifying is going on right now. And Asian World Cup qualifying, but I don't think anything in North America is going to have anything to do with the World Cup at this point. Okay, um, this, so these are these are strictly friendlies. So men's World Cup is what two years? It'll be in twenty twenty two. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the women, the women's and the men's are two years apart, and they're still no, and they're four years. The apart. women are the year after the men. I thought they were. There's a World Cup in twenty eighteen. In, uh, yeah, which was this last yeah, year, which was, was in women's. Russia. Women's. No, 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 in 2018. It's 2019. In 2018, okay. the Men's World Cup was in Russia. And in 2022, it will be in Qatar. And that's okay. going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hot. They're trying to, like... Really small country. Trying to build stadiums that somehow have, like, climate-controlled, but also open-air stadiums with grass in the desert. And they're pretty much using slaves to build a lot of this stuff Uh, they get a lot of they get i know there's been a lot of bad press they get a lot of workers well rightfully so they get a lot of workers from you know like south asia like india pakistan bangladesh people come to work you know and you get they they sell you this bill of goods that it's going to be cool and you're going to be able to like send money back and then they just they end up just working people to death and it sucks and you know, I hear people saying like you know, they might not watch the World Cup because of these circumstances, but people will find a way to justify it. I'm sure. I mean, Russia hosted a World Cup, and like the ratings were well, phenomenal. Wasn't, wasn't the uh, one World Cup held in Africa, and they had all those like loud like uh, the horns, the horns, and everything? Yeah, and in South Africa. Yeah, and that was yeah. like that's just part of their culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and you couldn't hear the announcers because the horns were so loud. Yeah. You know, they used to blow those horns at Expos games. And they used inside to have, the ec- Inside the dome, yeah. And they actually used to be available to buy at the Civic Arena. Mm-hmm. My parents still have one in their basement. I think I had one as a kid. It was yeah. like three foot long. Mm-hmm. Plastic. Big just, yellow plastic yeah. horn. Yeah. Yeah. It had a pirate games too. Yeah. And nobody really, like, they never really caught on here. But, man, I'll tell you what. My brother's dog hates it when I blow that thing. Starts barking, starts barking at me. I mean, they don't have pup night probably too often at the at the South African, you know, Premier League or whatever. Because those those horns are not popular with our canine friends. They are not. 
so we'll move on a little bit of soccer. We'll go on the PGA Tour. Uh, PGA Tour is in the break of their 2018-19 season uh, for two weeks now. Two weeks. Uh, and then they start the 2019-20 season next week. Um, starts at the Greenbrier Classic, which is down in West, uh, West Virginia. And then um, also this past week, Dustin Johnson uh, did have a surgery on his left knee uh, to repair some cartilage damage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only news that came out of the PGA Tour. Uh, Brooks Kepa, I think, is sitting out the Greenbrier. Um, you know, he did get player of the year and so forth. Rory, of course, won. East Lake, and of course, won the FedEx Cup. Mm. We had all the uh, championships that were won. It was great. So golf has like literally the shortest off season. Yeah, in professional sports, you know, it's, it's funny. Like you, you see in a lot of sports, how like you know players will like schedule their weddings for the off season. Yeah, I mean, it's literally two weeks. It's like the last, like the last week of uh, August and the first week of September. I mean, is it harder to get a wedding DJ, like, in Florida during the two weeks of the golf off-season? Just because... I don't know. Just because, like, there's golfers, like, trying to, like, well, you know, these these are my only two weeks off, so we better, better, uh, you know, get married and have a honeymoon. And yes, I'm bringing my clubs on the honeymoon. Why do you ask? (laughs) Right? I'm going to skip down towards the end here because I was doing notes today and I realized, shit, we're back in football we're season. We're back in football season. So there's if a we, lot more notes to do. We take it all the way to the end before we um, talk about... Uh, the U.S. Open tennis. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. just where I want to fill this in in the first segment. Okay. Um, I do know that Roger Federer lost the other night. So yeah, he that, was hurt. So that whole thing of Federer and... Uh, is it... Uh, Federer, Nadal, Nadal. Djokovic. That's uh, the big three. But they were talking about Federer and uh, Jokovic meeting mm-hmm. in a final. Yeah. Which would be like the first time ever. Um, but he lost. So there's, yeah, Federer, there's that. So I didn't I didn't realize this about Federer, but he has never retired from a match because of injury. Right. Like ever. He's uh, 38 years old. You know. And yeah, he played it out and he lost. I mean, the alternative would have been to say, I'm hurt, I can't, you know, he still would have lost. So, you know, props to him, excuse me, props to him for playing it out. But, you know, he's gone. Um, Nadal's in the semifinals. Djokovic also retired because of an injury. So we've got, like, Nadal and, like, three dudes going into the semis. And Nadal just, I mean... He he beat his his quarterfinal match was straight sets. It wasn't like a total blowout. Um, he played Schwartzman from Argentina. The Argentine players they have good support. Uh, the fans from Argentina, you know, they, they you know they get into it. And like I love the U.S. Open with like it must be really hard to get tickets in the lower bowl because everybody in the lower bowl seems like a celebrity. Yeah. Oh and yeah, they're, well they're Tiger, all, Woods, Tiger, Tiger Woods Tiger Woods Tiger was there to see Serena. You know, Manu Ginobili was at the Tiger Woods was there to see was there to see Nadal. Yeah, and and they actually asked Nadal in the press conference was like, "So you you play a little golf? Tiger's here to watch you lay." Uh, He goes, "How's that going?" He goes, "It's good." He goes, "I want a match." Mm. Um, How's your golf game? He goes, (laughs) "Uh, 
you know, I can hit a few balls here and there, I guess. But Tiger would probably. I bet me. you he can crush the ball off. The yeah, team. I off the tee with those with those arms, man. Yeah, that upper body uh, strength. I just also saw uh, we have ESPN on here at the house while we're recording. Uh, Serena won her match today, which gave her one hundred and one. Yeah, wins mm-hmm. at the U.S. Open yeah. in a match, which is ridiculous. And I, I didn't see who her opponent's going to be. I did not. Uh, that either. that was still on when I was getting ready to come here. Um, but I like, some, I like Serena's chances. I, mean, I, I like Serena's chances as well. Uh, never count her out whatsoever. No matter what her world ranking is, she I think she's ranked like eighth in the world right now. Yeah, which but everybody higher ridiculous. than her is out of the tournament. Like yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, Osaka lost. Um, Hollop went out way early. How'd the girl from Pittsburgh do? Do we know what she did? Uh, from Mount Lebanon here? I, you mean Risk from yeah. Peters? Oh, Peters, sorry. I didn't see. Um, I, I didn't she, see. She made some noise in Wimbledon, but she I, made I a lot of noise. Anything. She made a lot of noise in Wimbledon. I haven't heard anything about her for, for this tournament, so... Um, Got to assume she didn't do much. Um... But yeah, so the uh, the men's semifinal is Friday. Um, it's, it's a it's a doubleheader, so it's like you know. And the women's semifinal is going to be Saturday. No, the women's semifinals were today. Oh, they were today. So the, the okay. women's final will be Saturday, and the men's final will be Sunday. Right on. And on Friday, you've got tennis starting at like four thirty. Okay. And it can go till twelve thirty one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, one a.m. De- depending on. You know how those how, ma- how how many you know how many games are in each set, how many sets they go. Um, you know, I had somebody to one day argue with me that like, no, tennis is only like four sets. I'm like, dude, I've totally seen tennis go for a day and a half. Well, four sets. You would, know, how would you? You'd have ties if it went. You four know, sets. I'm I'm like, there's five, I was like, I've seen tennis ever go five sets. I've seen tennis go six sets. I've seen tennis go seven sets. I've, well, I've, I've seen tennis go. For literally a twenty-four hour period where they played like yeah. they well, played twelve hours one day, cut it, and then play like nine hours the next day. It's only five sets, but it's they have a tiebreaker. So if right. you if you if you don't win by two, you got everything's got everything in tennis is win by two. Yeah. So if you get to the end of the fifth set and you're only up, you know, one game in that fifth set, then you've got to do tie breaks. Yeah. And like yeah, that that is when you know you've had occasions in the past where hey like we can't finish this tie break out because it's like 20 to 20 in tie break points and it's getting dark you know and like wimbledon doesn't have lights um u.s open like i'm sure there's a curfew oh yeah it's and being not, in flushing yeah but yeah. i mean you're, you're by like an airport and a baseball stadium it's yeah not like it's not like you're in the middle of you know someone's neighborhood. Yeah, it's not your. But yeah, like the, the, you know, it gets late and it's the atmosphere at night at, at Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is the biggest tennis stadium in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to go check that out. I think that'd be a cool thing. To I've do. never been to U.S. Open for tennis. I'd like to go one time, go for like a day. Yeah, you know, maybe two. Yeah, uh, check it out. And be like, yeah, cool. It's, I, I've been here, bucket mm. list type thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, a sports bucket list. Yeah, oh, look there, um, there goes Jay Z. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tiger Woods is sitting down there next to uh, Serena Williams' parents, and uh, Jay Z comes in and whatever else. You Thank know. God I brought my binoculars. So I, I can know, see right? Because I'd be up, uh, I'd be up at the top. Yeah. Um, and I probably paid two hundred dollars for that ticket. Uh-huh. But 
no, so we got the U.S. Open going on uh, for the tennis U.S. Open, that is. Uh, and then, you know, that's really one of the most major things going on in sports that isn't football or baseball right now. Right now, yeah. Uh, so at that aspect, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. Uh, listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview have going on with their different podcasts. Uh, they host ours as well as several others. And uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second edition here at episode 95 of Bold Sports. So we're going to talk a little NCAA football, which was in its big kickoff last week. Uh, there was a couple games that were on, like, a Tuesday, and there's a couple games on a Wednesday. There's a couple games on a Thursday and Friday. A lot of big games were on Saturday, and then, mm -hmm. of course, there's another big game on Monday, uh, which we'll get to. But we want to talk about the local boys. Uh, here we have Pitt. Uh, Pitt, uh, Virginia came in uh, to town last Saturday and handed the Panthers their first loss of the season, 30-14. to The game looked good in the first half from what I saw of it. Uh, Pitt went to the halftime uh, with a 14-13 lead. Uh, then the Cavaliers just poured it on the second. It was 17 unanswered points. Kenny Pickett, uh, Pitt quarterback, went 21 for 41. Uh, 185 yards, 1 TD, 1 INT. Um, the way I'm looking at it right now, Matt, Pitt has a, a very young team. Uh, they're gelling together. Um uh, but they have that lack of experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what happens in college football. You don't get to sign these guys for multiple years. They're there for four years. Maybe five if you redshirt them, and they still don't play that first year, which we'll talk about that whole redshirt thing But the other team has the on. same circumstance. The other team has the same so... circumstance. So that's why you see a lot of lopsided teams where you see, like, Virginia shitty one year, and then mm -hmm. next year, and two years later, they're top of the rank because... Yeah. People progress and they People mature, and, they mature. They're, and they're ready to be starters. And uh, you know, coaches coaches get time to get their program in place and to like you know reload through recruiting every year. Um, I mean, props to Pitt for playing a conference game in the first week. Right, they, that they, would not be like everyone's preference. No, I mean, look at what Penn State did. Well, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them here in a minute. But also, Pitt's playing a non-conference game. Next week, yeah, and they're playing uh, Ohio University, which, for those of you who don't know, they are the Bobcats, not Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio University, the Bobcats. They come to Heinz Field. Athens, this, Ohio, big they come party to this, school. They come to uh, this not Ohio State <laughs> huge party school at Athens. Um, they come uh, for an 11 a.m. kickoff, which is really is fucking me up. But also, since the ACC network has started, which is run by ESPN, Do you get the ACC network on your TV. I don't. Um, I don't I, feel I don't, like I do. I don't know who does. I get on ESPN Plus. I was able to watch the Pitt game on my phone. Right. So was last I. week. So was I. Um, because it's because it, it was ACC network. It ES, wasn't on. ESPN like, owns the ACC network. Right, but it, like it wasn't on any like cable box yeah, channels. It, it was not on any cable box channels so, either. This 11 o'clock game with Ohio like, is also on ACC Network. Yeah. I guess that's what they're doing to 
You, you, right. You, you play an 11 o'clock game, and then it's over in time for the 3.30 marquee game. Well, it's over in time for a 2 o'clock game. College games last forever, man. Well, well, no, three hours, round numbers. Three and a half. Round numbers. Half is round. Right. Half hour is 30. That's, yeah. That's divisible by um, two. Yeah, correct. Uh, but the Bobcats are not a walkover team either. Pitt so, should never consider any team from the MAC to be a walkover. No, because they are the top ranked team in the MAC. Yeah. Currently, um, this is not a walkover game at all. Um, uh, you know what? Very important that they win. It's very important they win and and start off one and one, and you know what? And then they move into a tough ACC conference schedule. Um, Pitt did get the late game last week, the seven thirty start uh, on the ACC network, also ESPN and whatever else. Um, the Rib Night Special. The Rib Night Special of uh, Rib Fest. Oh yeah, spent so much money down there. Um, and they, uh, you know, with with Pitt, they don't ever sell out Heinz Field mm. unless certain teams come into town. Right. None of those teams are coming into town this year. No. Um, and it was great for them. I think they had 52,000 in the stadium. I think for it was Virginia? the... For Virginia, because it, it was a Saturday night game, it was a seven thirty kickoff. Rib Fest was going on, you know everything else. That's great for Pitt. Um, again, we've talked about this in previous podcasts and so forth about how the move to the ACC for Pitt has been great for the smaller sports. You don't get to hear about a lot: mm-hmm. women's softball, volleyball, volleyball, baseball, doing really good right now, baseball, wrestling. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but the big sports that put the money in the college aren't doing hot. No. Football, basketball, women's basketball. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not doing, they're not doing what they should be doing in the ACC. And Pitt thought that, you know, moving the ACC, uh, would bring them recruits and so forth. And it has, they've gotten some good recruits out of there. They still have a lot of guys from, the Pittsburgh area, they go to Pitt mm. because it is an ACC school, and Pitt's like, well, we're going to take you because uh, you're good enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we'll get down into when we cover the Penn State game about a guy that played at Pitt that's now at a opposing team that, that played, or sorry, the West Virginia game, that played West Virginia, mm. uh, that transferred um, out of Pitt. Um, but, yeah, uh you know they're playing Ohio Ohio University Bobcats this Saturday. Uh, I believe the line has moved on that to mm. being pit by five. Okay, and it started out at seven. <laughs> it's already moved down two points. Yeah, and you know this is not a walkover game, a pushover game, or whatnot. It's not like what Penn State had and Penn State has coming up. Remember losing to Toledo? I remember, remember, I remember losing, losing to Bowling Green. I, I remember losing Bowling Green, Toledo. I remember losing to Youngstown State. Well, I mean, Youngstown State's not in the MAC. But yes, like, good point. That's an even. They're not even in. Yeah. They're not even in FBS. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it can happen. And it can define a season. And, you know, uh, the sad. Re- not sad. It's what makes college football entertaining. But the well, reality is, it's. It's like a playoff game every week. And uh, with Pitt 
going on. Um, you know, they just need to gel together. their young team and keep it going. A lot of studs came out of pit. A lot of people, if you're a fancy football player, like we are, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but you got guys that came out of pit that are studs in the mm-hmm. NFL. Aaron Donald, yeah. Shady McCoy, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh-huh. I mean, th- that's current. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, who's in Cincinnati right now. Antonio Bryant. Antonio, oh uh, yeah, Antonio Bryant, you know. Who apparently is getting a bunch of flack because people still have him confused with Antonio Brown. Right. And people are really mad at Antonio Bryant for, like, screwing up the Raiders. <laughs> and he's like, I never screwed up the I Raiders. I think he I, played for the Raiders, but... I screwed up the 49ers, bro, not the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. The Raiders were um, already screwed up. You know, and then, um, you know, you want to go back... I, I believe I forget whose Hall of Fame induction it was for the NFL Hall of Fame induction. Chris Berman gave the speech that said, "You know, if you played for Pitt between 1982 and 1984, you're probably in the Hall of Fame." Mm. You know, and that would be, you know, Dan Marino, Mark May, mm. uh, Tony Saragusa, stuff like that. Uh, guy, or sorry, stuff like that. Guys like that. Don't mm-hmm. forget Mike Ditka. Don't forget um, uh, Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. Yeah, mm-hmm. he played for the Cowboys and, yeah. and whatnot. You know, and there's a lot of guys that came out of Pitt, and and uh, Pitt is pretty much in the NFL terms currently is like a lineman school. Mm-hmm. You know, where where Penn State's been known as linebacker U. Yeah, and Pitt's pretty much like a lineman to you, mm-hmm. and they they produce a lot of guys that spend a lot of time in the NFL that play the O line, that play the D line, and you don't hear about those guys. They're in the mud, they're in the scrubs, they're getting beat mm-hmm. the fuck up every day. Yeah, um, yeah, they've had their studs, Dion Lewis, and you know Shady yeah. McCoy, mm-hmm. you know Larry Fitzgerald, of course. Um, there's a couple guys that. I uh, graduated out of Pitt last year. I haven't followed their progress, like Quadre Olison. Mm. Um, I don't know where. I I think he landed with the Jets in the draft. I'm not sure if he got cut or not. Uh, there's some guys that is Tom Savage still in the league? Oh God. Um, well, Peterman. oh, oh, Peterman's with the Oakland Raiders. Peterman, but yeah. But uh, Tom Savage was the guy who like barely, Tom Savage, he barely played Tom Savage, in college, and then he gets drafted. Well, no, he you know he started his senior year. He's he he was senior year barely. No, no, he barely started his junior year. Senior year, he was the starter. Um, you know, and he, uh, you know, he he. I last I saw Tom Savage was I think the Texans. I don't know if he's still there. Yeah, or not. that's the last I heard. Who knows? You know, we, we can look that up later. We're just we we're just getting our feet under us here for for this uh, yeah, NFL season. I know, right? Because I started sitting down doing the notes today. And I'm like, oh, I got two hours before I gotta go to work. Let me bang out some notes real quick. I'm like, fuck. football, football, football. I'm football. like, fuck. I got stuck two on, hours later. I got stuck on college. I'm like, yeah, shit. Yeah, you could be. Yeah, you could be here all day just talking about college stuff because there's you know? a lot of games. I mean, um, we've got three programs in this area that are popular D1 programs, and then we got all the rest. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, you know, Pitt, you're going to have a, a mediocre season. If they go 6-6, six and six, they get a bowl. You yeah. know? 
I, what fun? Yeah, what fun? They get might, a good bowl. Let's get a good bowl. I would want to get a good you know? bowl. We, we, you know, Pitt last year won the ACC Coastal Conference, went to the ACC Championship game against Clemson, got blown the fuck out. Yeah, and they still got a mid. They got a bowl between Christmas and New Year. If you get a bowl between Christmas and New Year, that's like the good kind that you want. That's a good kind you mm-hmm. want. Um, so let, let's work on that, guys. Come mm-hmm. on. Let's work on a bowl between Christmas and New Year's. Obviously, we we'll want you in the mix for the national championship. Don't see that happening, unfortunately. Realist yeah. comes in, but we'll see. Uh, WVU, though. West, by God, Virginia University. West by God. Uh, James Madison rolled into Morgantown with a chip on their shoulder and hung around the whole game. Um, West Virginia had issues uh, scoring some touchdowns. Uh, a lot of field goals in that game. Um, Neil Brown, first year head coach for the Mountaineers. Uh, he also has a young team. And in the Big 12, uh, that doesn't bode well at all. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, the Mountaineers this week have to go. They're going to Missouri this week. So I wouldn't expect WVU uh, to have a great season uh, this year coming up. But who knows? Uh, it's football. Well, uh, they're playing Missouri, but Missouri's in the SEC. Yeah, Missouri's in the SEC. Um, you know, and Missouri's always pretty tough. Very southeastern. That. That state that's literally like smack in yeah. the middle of the country. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, they are, and um, they're in the SEC West. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, they are. Um, since now that like you know the Big Ten has like what fourteen teams. Yeah. Or, and the big tw- or the Big Ten has what twelve teams. The Big Twelve has fourteen teams. No, the Big Twelve doesn't have that many. They 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 don't even have enough to have a championship game. They need to like add more teams in order in order to have enough teams to like. Well, WVU is in the Big Twelve. Yeah, WVU is right, but they lost like. So what the Big they, Ten? The Big Ten added Nebraska. Yeah, and, the, yeah, the Big and, Ten and um, Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah, but they they took Nebraska from the Big Twelve, and they took uh, or yeah, Missouri going to the SEC. That's right. They 12. were in the Big Twelve. So, like, yeah, yeah. The, the Big Twelve. You know, they're they're looking at like adding like Houston or somebody or like well, yeah. SMU to be able to have enough teams. Well, because the Big Twelve the, the has like WVU. They have um, one of the Oklahomas. Both. They have both the, the Oklahomas. Yeah. Yeah, and then and Texas, Texas, and Kansas, and Kansas State, Kansas, Kansas State, and then. Texas Tech, Texas TCU. Tech, TCU, yeah, they're yeah. The Big Twelve is, but like Texas A and M isn't in the Big Twelve anymore because yeah. they're in the SEC. Yeah, they're in the SEC. So, West. so yeah, like the the Big Twelve kind of got picked over a little bit, but not to the extent that the Big East did. Oh, the course, Big East got the Big East got raped, obliterated, basically, <laughs> like, literally, like doesn't exist anymore. As a I don't think league. the Big East exists. I don't even does the Big East exist in basketball? Yeah. And it's, Connecticut's, is it Connecticut's back, uh, and is it back trying to, the, to get back in. Is it back to the Catholic schools? For the most part, but you know, like they got, the Big like, East started out to be. Yeah, but like they got Creighton, who's not a Catholic school, right? And they got Butler, not a Catholic school, but they're good basketball schools. They have Marquette. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Catholic school. Yeah. Um, not an original Big East school, but yeah, you know, like they've 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 managed to like make a basketball conference. Um, Connecticut wants to leave the American Conference and join the Big East. Okay. For basketball reasons. Well, and they're going to, but they don't know where they're going to be playing football because the Big East doesn't have a football conference. And so, Connecticut football, like, has never really been anything good. Um, no, they haven't. They won the Big East one year, I think, but then the Big East went away. We and, know a guy that played for Connecticut football. Yeah. But, um, you know, back to the WVU game, um, James Madison was there. So, with James Madison, former... Pine Richland and Pitt quarterback Ben Danucci. Oh yeah, Danucci. Um, he transferred to James Madison. Okay. Uh, didn't have his best debut for James Madison, uh, but James Madison is the top-rated team in the Big Sky Conference, Big South Division. What? They're in the Big Sky. Yeah. And they're in the Big Sky Conference. Big South Division. Well, I mean, they are in a state that was part of the, like, Confederacy, so I guess the South part kind of tracks for me, but, like, the Big Sky Conference is supposed to be, like, Montana, and, like, the Dakotas in Wyoming. I mean, these realignments are just... get The mind reels. Buffalo's in the Big Sky. Well, I mean, I guess if you look out over Lake Erie, like... The sky is kind of big. Um, yes. But, like, these are teams from places that are, like, in the mountains or, like, the foothills of the Appalachians. You know? I mean, sky's big everywhere, first of all. It is. But, like, the, the quote-unquote big sky is a, is a direct reference to, you know, Being like, the, the plains, plains, the, the plains Badlands, yeah. the, the, like, northern Rockies. Um, okay, whatever. Go off, James Madison. Go off. So, you know? yeah. So, they're the number one ranked team in the Big South Division of the Big Sky Conference. Well, I just cannot wait for the Big Sky Championship <laughs> pitting James Madison against, like, freaking Montana State. And they can play in some neutral site, like, halfway in the middle, like, St. Louis. <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. Yeah. I mean, okay. Whatever. I mean, did you even know that James Madison, like, had a football team? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they joined the Big Sky Now, conference. James Madison, that's the one in Harrisonburg, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, so I drove through there for Thanksgiving on, on my way to my, uh, my, my last Thanksgiving trip. So, yeah, that's, uh, eh, you know, it's a nice little campus. Um, I always had the idea that it was, like, closer to D.C., but I get it confused with George Mason. Yes, George Mason. All these is... schools that are named after like founding fathers. Founding fathers, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're, yeah. they're all like in Virginia, but some of them are in. Like, all Virginia. There's a little in. Ver- there's 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 a few in Maryland and like a few in North Carolina, but most of them are Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so also this past weekend, uh, Penn State University um, had their highest scoring game. Since 1991. Man. Uh, Do they get the Big Ten Network in hell? Because I bet Joe Pa was very proud. <laughs> Love you for that. 79-7 uh, to 7 over Idaho. Uh, the Nittany Lions put on a show spreading the ball around. 
having some possible red shirts play with the new NCAA rule. What, they, you know they're allowed this? to get a game in and then they can still be red shirts? Four. Four games? What the hell's the point of even having a red shirt? So, with the new NCAA rule, um, freshmen, the potential, the quote-unquote red shirt freshmen mm-hmm. that we're going to bring you in, you're going to get acclimated, you're not good enough to go game one, mm-hmm. You're, but you need to sit and wait. Kind of like drafting a number one quarterback to sit behind Ben Roethlisberger type thing. Mm. Um, so guys like Joey Porter Jr. got in this game. Yeah. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is a defensive back. Okay. He's a DB. Um, saw Joey Porter... On you know on camera, they said, "Hey, Joey Porter's here. Watch his son played Happy Valley. Good, you know, congratulations." Also, saw one of the Jonas brothers was at the game because apparently one of the Jonas brothers went to Penn State and really and is a huge Nittany Lion fan. And then you I know can... who else is a celebrity that's a huge Penn State fan that I just found out about like recently. Keegan Michael Key, really is like he they you know how they do those intros. Uh, for the big games where they have somebody like, you know, like they do like the little montage and they have like somebody like narrating mm-hmm. or like, he did one of those for like a Penn State game on, on like ABC. Nice. And like, he didn't, I don't think he went there, but like his dad went there, maybe played there, but he, he, he grew up just in like a, like a diehard Penn State house. So like, you know, the, the guy who brought us all the great like player name skits from Key and Peele. All, all your favorites, like Squeep, and all, like that. So, like, yeah. So, big, big Penn State fan. I did not know about the Jonas Brothers connection, but it makes sense because they were in town. They were in town on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Um, I will tell you that I made a lot of money on Tuesday at work. Did you really? Um, all the all the moms like uh, having uh, drinking uh, wine while they're waiting uh, for the concert to be over. So. Uh, no, no, it was the moms that were there drinking wine and eating dinner with their daughters uh-huh. uh, that were eating the basic pasta. And the moms were just like, bring me another wine, bring mm. me another wine. Yeah. And then they tip me well. And then also the mid to late 20s and early 30s women that were mm. there, that like when the Jonas Brothers were big, when they were like the 15. The first wave of Jonas Brothers. When they were like 15. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of um, like how like people our age still go to sync concerts. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And also um, at lunch, I had a table come in. It was a couple. They had backpacks and whatnot. Mm. And... Um, I talked to him like, yeah, we're from New York. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, enjoy. You know, we'll take care of this. And at the end of the meal, he hands me his credit card to pay the bill. And it had Jonas Brothers tour on the bottom of the uh, it had his name, and then Jonas Brothers tour. Oh yeah. Underneath, I was like, so what do you do for the Jonas Brothers? He's like, I'm their day to day operations manager. Oh wow. I'm like, oh cool. Okay. You know, cool. I was like, so you guys stay? He goes, actually no. He goes, um, I fly in. Make sure everything's cool, and once they go on the stage, I fly out. Huh. He says, "So he's like never been to a Jonas Brothers." Concert. He's like, he's like, he's <laughs> like. So then I'll get back into Manhattan tonight. I'll sleep on my bed, and in the morning at six a.m., I'll wake up, go to the airport, and get into State College. He goes, and I'll fly back to Manhattan. He goes, and I'll go to my bed and sleep in my own house. And then at six a.m., I'll wake up, I'll go to the airport, and I'll fly to Columbus. Mm. He goes, and then I will. I bet you they stay at the Penn Stater. 
who knows? That's like the but nice I, I think it's that's the hotel they always. I, I want to say it was games. Nick Jonas that was at the game. Okay. And what's funny that cracks me up is Nick Jonas got on the sidelines. Yeah. Joey Porter was in the stands. <laughs> I mean, like, when was Nick Jonas last in a highly pub- publicized bar fight? <laughs> True. Also, when when when, 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 when was when, Nick Jonas showing up at his kid's game and like second guessing the coach's like verbal decisions like, at his high school game? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Nick Jonas is allowed on the sideline because if like he's if he like even has the nerve to walk up to James Franklin in the first place and tell him he's doing his job wrong, you know, James, you know, James Franklin's not gonna like deck a Jonas brother, but no. I mean, I don't think James Franklin's gonna deck Joey Porter either. No, he's but... not. No, he's not. But. I mean, it's apples and oranges. Like, yeah, like you're a celebrity. You're not. You're not a wannabe football coach slash like football parent. Right. That's the big thing. Like, if you let all the parents on the sideline, then you might as well just fire your coaching staff because you got free labor. You know, like the parents think they know how to coach D line. You don't need to pay that dude to coach D line. Not at all. Apparently. Uh, and in the game that I actually got to watch. Um, with my weekend, mm-hmm. um, I had an extra day off this week because mm-hmm. both jobs were closed on Monday, which was awesome. Happy Labor Day, Steve. Happy Labor Day. I worked I worked Labor Day, but it was so slow that I ended up watching two movies. Oh, you two. didn't watch the Notre Dame game. I didn't. Why not? Because there's a Nicole Kidman movie on HBO. <laughs> You're a bad Catholic. I'm not. Well, wait, wait, wait. I'm a bad Catholic. I'm a, no, we're both I, bad Catholics. No, 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 put it this way: I'm a horrible Catholic. You're just a bad Catholic. But, and the mean, you, you've been to church since before I have. Probably. Um, but in the meantime... I also have a girlfriend who doesn't give two shits about Notre Dame football. No, she doesn't. And how did Gamecocks for this weekend? I heard oh they my got God, blown dude. the fuck out. She was like glowing. I like heard. Before. She was like, she goes, and like as a Pitt fan, like I don't understand like why anybody would like downplay the talents of any ACC football team. You know what I mean? Like did North Carolina beat Pitt last year? Hell yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So like, she's like, "Oh, do you really think that the Gamecocks are gonna have any trouble with the Tar?" And like, her dad, her stepdad, anyway, is a very teaches at Chapel Hill. He's right. retired now, but he taught there. He went there. He, you know, don't fuck with him when he's got his scotch and he's watching a Tar Heels game. So like, I get where she's got this like rivalry thing going. But she's like, "Do you really think that?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I really think it's you know like there's." It's plausible. It's plausible. <laughs> and, you know, they, North, they... North Carolina won two games last year. And she got off work in time to... Like, they were up... Like, North Carolina... Or, South Carolina was up big. And then it all just went downhill. And then she texted me because she was... She, she was at a, a bar watching the game. And uh, I won't say what bar, but it's a bar where people like to gamble. And they turned the channel away from the game at seven for the lottery, <laughs> and she about flipped her shit. And I was like, and I was like, oh shit! So I, I, it was like, it was basically like hail mary desperation time. And they and and I was just like, well, I'm watching it now, and you've got about as good of a chance of hitting the lottery as, as you do. As, oh, what you didn't buy a ticket? <laughs> yeah, you still got about as good a chance of hitting the lottery, <laughs> right? I'm not not to gloat. I'm sorry, but like, don't. If you're playing a team from another power conference in week one, you can't act like... Yeah, you know, you can't act like we got this. Like, Not at all. Who did Alabama play in week one? Um, 
No one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think they played, you know, the second string for the Citadel. I don't know. Yeah, now if they had played, like... I don't know who Alabama played in week one. If they one, had played, oh, I don't know, Georgia in week one, you know, do you think Alabama fans would be like, oh, we got this, totally? Maybe. I don't know. Georgia's pretty good, though. Georgia's pretty... But anyway, so that that's your SEC update. Like, she, we actually had a conversation about canceling SEC Network. Oh. That, that's, that's how pissed off she was. But you know what? They're playing, like, Charleston Southern next week, and it's on SEC Network, so we're going to need it for that. Um, yeah, I figured it was a bad day in bedrock at your house when that happened. Um, I mean, it's just a game. I know. Uh, but Monday night, Notre Dame, uh, the Irish played, uh, and they took on Louisville in Louisville. Um, and they uh, topped the Cardinals 35-17. to The first quarter of this game was ridiculous. Um, it was completely back and forth with the QB option play. The whole first quarter. Um, both defenses were on their heels the whole time. Um, you know... Notre Dame's defense looked like shit trying to cover this QB option play. And then uh, the game settled down in the second quarter. Uh, the Irish went into halftime with a 21-14 to lead uh, going in the locker room. Ian Book, who is the uh, Notre Dame quarterback starter, went 14 for 23, 193 yards, one TD, uh, rushing and throwing for another with zero INTs. Tony Jones Jr., who wears number six, who looks like a former number six who for Notre is? Dame. Yes. Um, built very much like the bus. Uh, wearing... For those of you younger listeners, Jerome Bettis is the guy in the Geico commercial. <laughs> uh, yeah. He carried uh, 15 carries, 110 yards, one TD. The Irish looked good after the half. Um, they're, the Irish are looking for a strong season, man. They got a lot of returners um, coming in, a lot of upperclassmen playing on this. Uh, you know, they didn't have a – you know, playing Louisville is not a pushover game. No, certainly um, not. They're playing an ACC team. The Irish have to play so many ACC teams to be affiliated with – the ACC, so they can play uh, in all the other awesome. So they can play in all the other awesome, you know, sports conferences, non-revenue sports, right? You know, um, and, and also, um, yeah, I mean, ACC basketball and that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like I said, I didn't, I didn't get to see the Notre Dame game. I was, you know, now Notre Dame does, monitoring the situation. Notre Dame does have New Mexico headed into South Bend this Saturday. Uh, that's a two thirty kickoff. Uh, we'll see how that game goes. I see Notre Dame uh, putting a spanking on New Mexico. Well, you know, Bob Davey is not going to be coaching for New Mexico because he's got some sort of health issue. Correct. And he's not going to travel. Yes. So, you know, if you don't remember Bob Davey, uh, he used to coach Notre Dame. He used to coach Notre Dame. Um, he was not a popular coach. He was not. He was not, not a popular figure. And um, was he in between Holtz and Holtz and Willingham? Yeah, mm-hmm. and Willing Ty Willingham was a popular coach, but he didn't get it done. Yeah, um, and then he took a different job 
at Stanford, kind of saw the writing on the wall, um, and then they hired Charlie Weiss. Mm-hmm. Um, things started to get better under Charlie Weiss, and then they hired Brian Kelly after that. Yep. And oh no, they had that O'Leary guy somewhere in the middle. Yeah, O'Leary guy was after Weiss, but then he, didn't, Brian he Kelly. didn't even coach a game. Yeah, something happened with him. He outside, lied on his resume. Yeah, outside football. And not outside of football, he lied on his resume. Yeah. He applied uh, for a job as a football coach, and he lied on his resume. Well, so you have Notre Dame's got Mon, uh, New Mexico coming in South Bend this Saturday. Uh, Penn State has Buffalo uh, coming into Happy Valley this week. Mm. Um, well, that should be fun. I've been watch. I've been listening to the fan, mm. and um, apparently, there's a Ron Cook Jr. Yeah, that plays I saw that. for Buffalo. Yeah, and it's no relation, no relation. to Ron Cook, the uh, sports analyst on 93.7 The Fan. Uh, and the PG and whoever else he writes for. Um, we did talk about West Virginia. Uh, they head to Missouri this week to take on Mizzou. And then Pitt, of course, has the Bobcats uh, from Ohio University coming in to Pittsburgh this week at Heinz Field. It's an old-fashioned cat fight, folks. It is. We have uh, upcoming... Now, okay, so this is what pisses me off. Mm. ESPN, the app, and also if you just Google NCAA football, yeah, they used to give you all the games. It mm. went down to like Davidson versus like the Citadel type shit, right? Yeah. Now they only give you like top twenty five bullshit. But there's a drop down menu where you can pick all Division One. Right, maybe maybe not on the app, but I know on my on my desktop computer where I spend many hours during the week trying to plot out my college football viewing habits for the weekend. Yes, and also betting habits. Um, well, we have Marshall and Boise State going on on Friday night, uh, which will be tomorrow, uh, and then you have Cincinnati, Ohio State, Army, Michigan, uh, Rutgers, Iowa, Syracuse, Maryland, Northern Illinois, Utah. A&M, Texas against Clemson, Central Michigan, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Colorado, and Nebraska is actually listed as number 2015, Uh, New Mexico State, New Mexico State, Alabama, the line is 55 and a half on that. Wow. Wow. Wow, Wow, Bob. (laughs) Murray State, Georgia, the line's 48 and a half. Northern Colorado, Washington, South Dakota, Oklahoma, UCF, FAU, LSU, Texas, which is a 6-9 game. That would probably be a good game to watch. LSU, Texas at a 6-9. LSU's uh, giving 6.5 on that. Um, Tulane, Auburn, UT Martin, Florida. Buffalo, Penn State, 31 points is that game. I want to tease that up a lot, really. Yeah. 31 points after seeing last week against Idaho. I'll tease that up. Um, you think you think they're going to... I think Penn State's going to fucking ridiculously make fun of Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> 31 points is not enough on that. Uh, Nevada, Oregon, Western, uh, Western Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's uh, giving 15 on that. Um... Cal and Washington, Stanford, USC. USC is not ranked this year. Stanford is. Um, so it's college football, man. I mean, 
you know, the the, the first couple of weeks are really tough to tell until they get into conference play and whatnot. But I like it. I do. Because uh, there's something to do. Yeah. Also, if you are a uh, betting person, head on down to the Rivers Casino. You don't even have to go there. You just get the app now. You get the app now, yeah. There's like yeah. several different yeah, yeah. ways. Yeah, you have to link. You have to link like a credit card yeah. and whatnot that, to that. And then, you know what? That the app is good just because, like, okay, I don't like going down there and like standing at the window and like That's not it. knowing. Well, no, they got kiosks. Well, I'm getting there. Okay, right. like I don't like going and standing at the window because, like, unless you know exactly specifically what you're gonna bet you know you're just like wasting everybody's time like asking like oh what's this what can i get this can i get that so you go to the kiosk and then and then you've got you know you you still got like a finite amount of time on that kiosk to like make your picks you get the app you got all the odds right there right you 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 can still go to the casino if you want but do yourself a favor and like do a little like research before you head down there so when you when you do walk up to that kiosk and you put in a twenty and you play your parlays or whatever and yeah. you know and then you say goodbye to that twenty dollars forever and <laughs> go home. You know what? It's interesting. Like like my my bookie that I deal with like like I mean it's like seriously they got sports betting and whatnot at the casino now. Am I gonna have to worry about you jumping on a trolley every Saturday morning at like eight a.m. dude on place no. bets? I'm like no, really I'm not. No, because I don't like soccer. I'm like. <laughs> Uh, she's like, you don't have to go down that early. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, no. I was like, I just call my bookie. I'm like, because I call him. Mm. I'm like, hey, this is what I want. This is what I got. And I just meet him one day a week at a certain place at a certain time. And I either drop off an envelope or I pick up an envelope. And that's all it is. Mm. You know? And I don't have to lay the juice and the money up front. Yeah. You go to the casino, you're laying the money and the juice up front. And then if you hit it, then you go collect your money and your juice back plus your winnings. Mm. You know, I just rather deal with, you know, old school type shit. Now, if I want to lay something stupid, like, you know, Brooks Kepka wins this, Clemson wins this, you know, Notre Dame wins this. Um, the Blackhawks win their preseason game. You know, the Steelers cover here and the Browns, you know, cover here on some stupid five-team parlay on covering. Then that's when you go to the casino because your normal daily bookie's not going to handle that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> we get complicated. You know? Yeah, he's like, no, football, basketball, straight up, that's what it is. Got it, cool. We're good. Yeah, I'm not FanDuel here, pal. <laughs> Which, do I have a card look like a draft king to you? <laughs> I have a card sitting here for FanDuel. They sent me in the mail. They said, hey, sign up for here. Use this code. Get a free $500 uh, line on this or that and the other thing. I'm like, eh, I'll think about it. Mm. But then again, you know, I don't like laying the money up front. Yeah, like well, just you know, calling a guy and why would you if you're just gonna lose it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, if I'm gonna, I don't always lose, but you know, I like meeting up midweek. Here's my envelope. 
I, I lost this week. Oh, I go this week and collect an envelope. There it is. There's a lot of weeks I push, you know. Oh, man. So, pushes, well, pushes or wins. Yeah. <laughs> pushes are wins for those of you that don't know a lot about gambling, but they are. Yeah. All right, folks. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We'll be back in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about some Pirates' lack of baseball and um, some NFL and the Steelers. Give us a few moments, and we'll be right back. Listen to what we have going off from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios here in Beachview. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. Uh, We're going to talk some Major League Baseball. Pirates news. Do we have to? They had a walk-off home run last night. Um, over the Marlins in front of the lowest attended game at PNC Park since its inception in 2001. It was sad. It was very, very disappointing to look at. Not 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 surprising. I watched a lot of sports writers, their video tweets mm-hmm. of like, hey, we're in the second inning here, and they pan the whole stadium, and there's literally... Like maybe a thousand people yeah, the in game, the whole stadium. The game tonight, like I swear, half the people in the stands. Well, you worked the game tonight. Yeah, so. and half the people in the stands were Colin Moran's family, <laughs> because Colin's brother Brian made his major league debut tonight. And I don't know if you saw this. I did not see any of the game tonight. Okay, so in all of major league history, there has never been a situation where a pitcher making his debut. Faces his brother. Really? In a batter-pitcher matchup. Like, there there have been a lot of brother combos that have played in the majors. Some on the same team. Yeah. Some against each other. But Father-sons. There's not a lot of, like, pitcher-slash-position-player um, brother teams in okay. baseball history. And then when you shake it out further to say that, you know, like, for somebody to make his big league debut as a pitcher and have his brother be one of the batters he faces like that has literally never happened and they were teasing it all series i I saw the first game not the second game and then i saw the third game the first game the marlins won the second game the pirates won on walk off yeah and tonight the pirates won because i was downtown picking up amanda no the pirates lost why was there fireworks i don't know man it's pittsburgh i was downtown at 10 37 might have been the Josh Bell home run when I parked the car on might have Liberty been, Avenue might have been home run fireworks I'm walking like extended? into I'm walking into the Warren <laughs> and there were fireworks going off I'm like oh the Pirates won I walk in the Warren I sit down Reynolds and Bell both went yard in the bottom of the ninth but they were down like five runs so that's probably what it was yeah I thought the Pirates won no the Pirates did not win I sat Just down because the fireworks are going off doesn't mean the Pirates I sat down in the Warren, and I get a text from you that said, Hey, Pirates game, 11.30, I'm done, meet you at your house later. I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, pick up a man at the Warren, and I'll be there. Well, and, I, didn't, I didn't tell you 11.30 until the game was over. Because there's no telling. Maybe the Pirates would have come back and, and tied it. You so, know. The, the game ended at, like, 
ten forty five. Okay. So if you so were, if you were walking, I was in, at the, I was at the Warren at yeah. probably tw- uh, twenty till. So five yeah, minutes. Yeah. So you saw you so, saw so the, the fireworks. So, so the fireworks that I heard were were home run fireworks. Yeah, Brian they Reynolds. They weren't and a win. Josh Bell. Both went yard. Didn't amount to much. You know, but yeah. So the um, the big story. Brian Moran was called up. Um, for the start of the series, and he didn't get into either of the first two games. Did he start tonight? No, he's, a, he's a reliever. Um, but the the Marlins starter got roughed up, so they had to deep dig deep into their bullpen to make it through, even in spite of the fact that they were winning. And yeah, it was it was all set up. They're like, well, you know, like Brian Moran is is warming in the bullpen, like while while the Marlins were still batting. And, you know, Brian Moran is warming up, and Colin Moran is due up second next inning. So, you know, they bring him in. You know, he, he gets gets the first out, and then he faces his brother, strikes him out on a 3-2 slider, looking. Struck him out looking. All right. And, um... Younger because, brother, I And assume. then because the Marlins scored, like, five runs in the next half inning, um... Brian Moran became the pitcher of record. And gets the win. So he got his first win. And he got his first big league strikeout against his brother. And he's the older brother, and he spent 10 years in the minors. Is he older brother? He's the older brother. He's 31. He spent 10 years in the yeah, minors. Yeah, because like 27. Yeah. yeah. So so anyway, that that was like baseball history that happened in Pittsburgh tonight. That's pretty awesome. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, like I said, there were maybe like... So for those eighteen of you that... people at the, at the game, and like seven of them were members of the Moran family. His so parents, for so for those parents, of you that the wives, to us, and like one brother-in-law. Yeah, for yeah. those of you that listen to us that like stupid little history things, that's a good one to come out because you know what, Matt and I are gonna be sitting at fucking Jameson's in like six years from now. I hope so. And somebody's gonna be like, yeah, uh, yeah. So when was the first time that uh? Uh, you know, two brothers faced off against each other in Major League Baseball. And Matt's going to come off with, what? What was the Morans? Mm. It was Brian Moran versus Carl Moran. It was the seventh inning in Pittsburgh. Uh, and he, you know, and and you'll give the whole background of it. Yeah. And then and, they'll tell me I'm wrong because there's some drunk asshole who thinks they yeah. know everything. And then Jamie will be like, hey, folks, we got to go. It's 2.30. Yeah. And then he'll get on his motorcycle and drive away. Yeah, right? <laughs> if Jamie's still at the bar at 2.30 in the morning, it's been a bad day. Well, He's I don't know. Like, he, used to, he used to close, like, one yeah, night. Yeah, when yeah, I, yeah. I used to live above there. Yeah. And, like, and I he's think... He's not there anymore Thurs- like Thursday nights for karaoke, like, he was always there. That was, like, two kids ago. I mean, <laughs> I, I can also uh, remember when we would sit in the R-Bar and have sports debates. And before everybody's phone had Google on it, mm-hmm. we'd have to call the Post Gazette or, or the or the Pit Fact Line. Or there's that little black book. Most bars have those. Yeah, the little black little book. bar almanac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bar almanac. Yep, mm-hmm. that works. I want to make a bar almanac that just says like "Shut up, you're drunk" on every page. Pretty much. And it's just like, oh, you guys are arguing. Like, let's take it to the almanac and see what the almanac says. Like, so oh, it says here, "Shut up, you're drunk." So the worst part about this series was you have the two worst teams in Major League Baseball playing against each mm-hmm. other. And it's not a big draw, apparently. Hey, yeah. they're, they're I don't know how probably... many people are at tonight's game. I was at work today, 
And I had six people come in wearing Pirates gear. And I'm like, mm. are y'all good on the game? They're like, yeah. I'm like, why? They're like, because we got tickets for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And... Because we love uh, those Marlins, and, man. And we're going to go down to the game and eat some hot dogs and drink some beer and watch some shitty baseball. I'm like, okay. You know. Oh, oh here it is. Yeah, they're showing the Pirates highlights now. They're showing the Pirates highlights. So right if you don't here. believe me, if you're if you're a drunk guy at Jameson's who thinks he knows everything about baseball and you don't believe me, like, here's your footage. This yeah. is This is... Colin Moran's brother. I know it doesn't look like Colin Moran because he doesn't have a huge red beard. No. But, like, I, I too He's have a brother. He's got Garrett Cole hair. I have a brother with a red beard. Not all of us get, like, super red. I got some highlights, but my brother's oh, way redder than me. Oh, look at Colin Moran. He's, like, nice. He's wearing the bullpen. Yeah, he can't he, wait, You read his lips. Yeah. It was he cannot awesome. wait. Yeah, no. Oh, man. So... Yeah, like, baseball's great, and, like, the all these brother acts that, we, that we've had, like, the Boons, you know, position players. Yeah. The Ripkins position players. And in a lot of cases, they played on the same team. Oh, look at the whole family. They're in one section. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, they got the whole section. Oh, ESPN must have knew we were talking about this right on the podcast right now, because it's coming up uh, on ESPN, and well, the now, whole now family's... That now that they're done, like, breaking down, like, Antonio Brown's mental state with Keyshawn, you know... Cause if oh, any, he's a submariner? Yeah. Yeah, they talked a lot about that, too. Like, he changed his delivery. You know, several years in the minors wasn't getting him there, so they, they worked with him on that. Um, oh, and the dad got the ball. Dad got the ball. That's awesome. Dad I'm, sorry, got, I'm sorry that Colin Moran struck out. I love that his mohawk and beard makes him, makes him look like the guy from the Burbs. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> But yeah, like even this is just what's great about baseball, man. Two teams who no one gives a shit about right now because like they are not in the conversation at all. Not at all. Although both have a chance to play significant spoiler down the stretch. But this was not one of those spoiler games. No, this was a game this against... was just this was like a crap game that meant nothing. Um you know. Reynolds got to add to his rookie stats and Bell got to add to his RBI totals, and the Moran family had a night that they'll never forget. Correct about that, and I can tell you that there's um, so there's a former Cub that's playing on the Marlins Castro. Yeah. Um, so apparently the Marlins were staying at the uh, Monaco. Okay. Nice. I had a lot of time at work since I work cross street from the Monaco. Mm. Uh, of watching the autograph getters, okay, <laughs> sitting outside on the on the planters and whatnot, mm-hmm. waiting for autographs. Sure. So I'm like, <laughs> winners <laughs> all. Apparently the, the the Marlins are staying there, and they're trying, you know, and and the team bus would pull up at like two o'clock, you know, but everybody knows in this town, the team bus pulls up. A lot of these guys walk to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. They have a team bus for the guys. Eh, I'm going to be lazy and take the bus and listen to my headphones and, you know, watch video on iPads and everything else like that. But yeah. A lot of the baseball players, I ran into Steven Strasburg at fucking Starbucks yeah. in the Omni. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in Starbucks and I'm not a big Starbucks person at all. But I was like, yeah, I could really go for like a caramel macchiato with like four shots of espresso because it was 10 o'clock in the morning and... You and I recorded the night before, mm. and 
Uh, now, like, like four shots, man. That, that that had me like grinding my teeth. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm gonna do this, and I was in line behind Steven Strasberg. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I looked. I'm like, huh? You're Steven Strasberg. He's like, yeah. How's it going? I'm like, dude, just getting some shit to go to work to work a double in a restaurant across the street. He's like. Get it done. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, I'm not allowed to work a double because uh, uh, I'm, I'm Steven Strasburg. Uh, I'm like, sir, I, I don't even play in the playoffs because yeah. my arm is so fragile. Yeah. I look down. I'm like, <laughs> sir. I'm like, you're you're pitching tonight. I'm like, I'm a Pirates fan, but we suck. I'm like, you get it done too. That's yeah. all I had to say to him. That's cool. And he's like, thanks. I'm like, don't get injured. He's so like, try not to. I forget who on the Marlins, but uh, someone someone from the Marlins is from Puerto Rico and is like grew up idolizing Clemente. I think it was Isan Diaz. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so they and I I was I watched the Pirate games this week, but I I did the Marlins broadcast. So they're they're doing all the you know this is their only trip into town. So you yeah you had the obligatory trip to Primanti Brothers, and you. A couple of the players went to the Clemente Museum, which is in the in Lawrenceville, in Lawrenceville, the old, the old which is also a winery, by the way. I need to get down there, man. It's awesome. It's so awesome. I haven't been. When I heard it was in Lawrenceville, I, I guess I just assumed it was in like Upper Lawrenceville. It's but no, I, it's I went, right at the split of Butler. It and is Penn. exactly. I, I went. It's for right a, split of Butler and Penn. No, Julia had one of her Irish meetings down down on like Fifty Second Street one day. And I just started walking. Oh, yeah, I just sense. walked Butler. I, I made it all the way down to like the Doughboy. I'm looking at all the like Jeremy Raber art murals down there. All the, right? all the like, there's so much good like street art down in like that part of Lower Lawrenceville. And I was like, damn, the Clemente Museum's down here. Mm-hmm. You know, like once you know where it is, it's just like, well, there's really no excuse for that. Yeah, and it's a winery, which Got, is it, well, awesome. Too. I like wine. Yeah, so do yeah. I. But dude, Dia, like they on. On the uh, the Tuesday night game, they they do Twitter Tuesday, and uh, the the question was like, what what one player's autograph would would you like to add to your collection? And Isan Diaz was like, Clemente. I have a Clemente ball. You have a Clemente. Ball? I have a ball signed by like the entire Pirates, from like, I based on the names that 71? are eligible. No, no, no. Based on the names that are legible, it's from somewhere between 60 and 62. Because you got you got Clemente, you got Maz is still on there. Elroy Face. Was Clemente on a 60 team? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. But you got you got you got Clemente, um Maz. Maz, Danny Murtaugh. The, the the one name that's really clearly legible that, that like help helps me to place it because he only played for the Pirates for a couple years was a pitcher named Al McBean, and he had a very like not fancy signature, so it's really easy to read. So you you so, say yeah. like what years did Al McBean play for the Pirates? He was only there between 60. sixty and sixty two. Yeah. So my neighbor, like when I when I was growing up in Squirrel Hill, um. My next door neighbors were, were an older couple. Um, you know, the the man passed away, and his wife, you know, sold the townhouse and moved down to Florida to live out her years. But before she left, she's I'm just this kid. You know, I'm just the kid next door. 
I mean, she could have given that ball to anybody, but, like, I'm there. I'm the kid next door. She sees me out in the backyard playing ball all the time. She's like, you like baseball. I'm like, why don't you take this? And, like, my dad, like, he had one of those, you know, those plastic Oh, yeah, yeah. You, And he had a ball that he got when he was a kid. Yeah. That was signed by Frank Thomas, the original Frank Thomas. Oh. Not not the Big Hurt, the, the one who, like, played for, like, yep. the Yankees and the Pirates yep. in, in, like, the 50s. And he had that ball, like, protected, and he was just like, nah. Took his Frank Thomas ball, like, put it in a drawer and gave, gave me his, like... Because it's a Clemente ball, man. And so, I wouldn't I wouldn't part with it for the world, but, like, I kind of wanted to just tweet the Marlins and be like, hey, Isan Diaz, like, make me an offer. <laughs> yeah, so I have, um, I have a ball like that. Um, so it's really weird how I came up... How, how, how this transpired was... 1991, Game 5, NLCS, Pirates Atlanta, mm-hmm. sitting in left field at Three River Stadium. The game goes 13 innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Hunter hit a home run uh, to put the Pirates up, or to put the Braves up, um, 10-9. to 9. I caught the ball. Brian Hunter. Yes. Nice. Now, Andy Van Slyke was up in the bottom of the 13th, hit 13 foul balls, three of them home run distance, but foul. Strikes out. Uh, After that was Jay Bell, who... um, Fly balled out, game over. Pirates lost game five, nineteen ninety one LCS. Two years later, the Pirates signed Brian Hunter mm-hmm. for first base. Okay, I got Brian Hunter to sign that ball. Nice. Still have it. It's in a plastic case with my ticket from that game. As well as my ticket from the 92 Game 5 NLCS, the Dion game. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is in a box, which is in the in the case, and it's in a box in my basement right now. Because I lost a room when I moved to this new house. And so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so... You know, that's why baseball is beautiful. There's things that happen that are just, it happens. You know, yeah. you, you have know, brothers you know, facing off against each other. You have fathers and sons that go back-to-back home runs. Well, it's, you know? like, the, it's like the one-on-one nature yeah. of the game. It's like a pitcher versus a batter. Like, you could have, like, a Steelers-Texans game, and everybody would make, like, a big deal about how, like, J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt are brothers. But, they're but they never don't on play the field each at the other. Same time. Yeah, they don't and play each other. And even if you had like a brother, like say like there's like you know like oh say T J Watt was a quarterback. All right, okay, all right, all right. he's still playing J J Watt. Like J J Watt might not actually get a hand on him the whole game if right. the, if the pass protection is. But but there's sufficient. one that was and it was the Barber twins. So talk about the Barber twins. Okay, so I did they ever play each other? I'm sure they did they at did. some point. Tiki Barber, Rondé Barber. Uh, they're identical twins. They they went to the UVA, and um, yeah, Tiki Barber 
is probably more of a household name because he played running back, and that's a skill position, and he had some good years of, as a fantasy player. Um, Rondé Barber played safety for Tampa. Um, but even if, like, Rondé Barber and Tiki Barber are playing at the same time, you know, like, the Giants get, like, three downs before they got a punt. You know, they might do one handoff. He might run to, like, the left side. He might run to the right side. He might run up the middle. Any number of guys on that defense can tackle him. In baseball, you've got a pitcher and, and a, a batter. batter. And there's a catcher back there, like, throwing down signs, but, like, it's all on the pitcher to execute. It is. And it's all on the batter to, you and know, I didn't realize make that, some contact. And I, and I didn't realize that Brian was a submariner, you know, and yeah. shit. That what was a great right. family. They that got, was, they got, a, they got a red-haired beard guy. And a sidearm submarine pitcher in the same family. <laughs> you know? My family's only got a red-haired beard guy. No one ever would let me pitch sidearm. They'd be like, you can barely throw overhand. What are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, anything else big in baseball happen this week? I mean, seriously? like I didn't see no, a whole lot. No, everybody's just playing, and it's all just, you know, we're just, we're just grinding down to the, the end of the season. Um, there's wild card races nothing's going to be any different really by next week so let's just let's just punt if you will and talk about some stillers oh we're going to stillers i mean it's time it is time and an ancillary story to the steelers of course is like what the steelers don't have to deal with anymore hi your friend and mine yeah we'll start with that okay uh what the steelers don't have to deal with is antonio brown being a fucking cocksucker the frozen footed uh, antonio brown you know he uh you know missed most of training camp due to frostbitten feet he missed as one does uh as we watch kirk gibson like limp around the whoa races. this is the uh <laughs> this is a top 40 yeah it's a top 40 play chris berman they brought chris berman back the top 40 plays I watched that uh, Gibson play. I remember that. I dude, watched it live. I was yeah, me too. That mm-hmm. was so. I don't I, remember. I don't know what I was doing, but I just remember my dad being like, "Matt, get in here." He was watching baseball on like I the was, TV. In I bedroom. can tell you where it was. It was at my parents' house. Yeah, and my parents were both sitting on the couch, on the opposite end of the couch, and I was sitting in, um, the old rocking chair that had mm-hmm. the lattice on it mm-hmm. and I was sitting uh side of the TV oh this is vivid and uh we were watching the whole world series cause that's like we're kids we're like mm-hmm. big into baseball we're playing little league and yeah. all that 1989 or 88 you know and it was game one of the world series and I'm like I'm sitting there with like a bag of popcorn that came out of the microwave and then Kirk Gibson comes up and does I'm like I, I was awesome it was great. Uh, but yeah, it, so th- this has been great to watch, uh, obviously. But no, Antonio Brown had his chirogenic issue with his feet, this, that, the other thing. He had his helmet issue and whatnot. Um, then yesterday he got fined by the team, not the NFL, by the team, $53,000 and change for missing practices, this, that, the other thing. Then he has to go ahead and take a picture of the letter from the GM. And then... If it happens in Antonio Brown's life... 
it's and going it on. Doesn't go on Instagram. Yeah, right. Then it didn't actually happen. Yeah, exactly. And then so they have that. Uh, he takes the picture of it, and then adds his own little stuff in there, like, "Oh, you, my own team hates me." Blah 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 blah. This that the other thing. And he posted out there on Instagram and Twitter and the Facebook and uh, the Leitner game. There it is. Mm. Uh, but he uh, then apparently went into work today and got into an argument with the GM. Mike Mayock. And Mike Mayock is like, you're done. And I don't know if he said you're done, but he's talking about being suspended. It's a Doug Flutie game. Really? Yeah. So so Brown <laughs> Brown is um, not officially suspended. No, he's... Okay. The Raiders play Monday night. They, I don't expect them to see him Monday night. You don't think so? No. I don't expect to see him Monday night. I don't expect to see him in a Raider uniform. You really think they're going to just cut him? They would... <laughs> okay. Here's the deal. And we just watched this right. on break of the breakdown. So, the breakdown goes, if the Raiders suspend him the first game, they don't owe him that game check. They also don't owe him $30.1 million guaranteed total over five years. They don't owe that. Um, And they can get away from a lot of money in the deal. So even if they do have him play the second game and you know the rest of the games of the season they it, it's kind of like a contract broken that they don't owe him a shit ton of money and it comes down to you're an idiot but they can cut him and not owe him anything and the Raiders save a shit ton of money. Somebody else in the NFL is going to have to pick up the con. Uh, you know, somebody else in the NFL is going to have to sign Antonio Brown, and they're not going to sign him for the money that the Raiders gave him because who's going to sign that guy? Uh, you know, for they need re- to sign him for more. Obviously, he's not making enough with the Raiders, and that's why he's being he. You know, <laughs> he restarts his contract to get. $30.5 million guaranteed. If he doesn't play in game one, is not on the Raiders. If he's not on the Raiders uh, opening day roster, mm. they don't owe him that money. Yeah. That's interesting. And that's, that was that's smart. the thing. That was smart. And I'm, I'm sure they put that clause in the contract thinking that they would never have to use it. But, like, here we are. You know, uh, we've, week we've one. Got, we've got, like, three days before, <laughs> before the Raiders have to play. Um,. I'm really glad that this isn't like a Steelers circus. Um, no, all the Steelers fans, if you, if, whenever this shit came out, and KDK posted it, WPXI posted it, ESPN posted it, whatever, all the fucking comments on the Facebook pages, and people on Facebook are assholes for the most part, but they're all sitting there like, <laughs> who didn't see this coming? Who didn't see this coming? <laughs> Guys, not our problem. I didn't, honestly, like, I, I'm not surprised that he's causing problems. But I did not, I mean, if you told me that you had, like, frostbitten feet and, like, refusal to wear a valid helmet as as being, like, you're lying. 
Nobody had yeah, that. Nobody now, had that. But, but now with the suspension, card. but now with being suspended, getting suspended, I think because people you had, you okay, if you go tell your boss to go fuck off, you're an asshole. Why are you why are you taking fifty six thousand dollars off of me? What the fuck? Da, 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 da. Yeah. I mean, granted, if you made... I'm at will. I don't have a contract. Uh, yeah, I have no protection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pennsylvania. I have no... Yeah, yeah. no. There's no way I could Dude, do that. Dude, I'm a server and bartender. I can have one person fucking write a Yelp review that said Steve at the bar was a complete asshole mm-hmm. and this, that, your thing, and da 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 And my boss would be like, you're fired. And yeah. I'm like, uh, can I have a recourse on this? And I'm like, nope. nope. They, wrote a, they, gone. they wrote a Yelp review and it's out there for... A hundred thousand people, millions of people to see, and we don't need that. You yeah. know, yeah, I could be like, I could call in one day and be like, hey, uh, I'm running 15 minutes late. The trolley's stuck at the tunnel. Mm. I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, turn around and go home because yeah. we found somebody else for your position. Found someone else, yeah. You know, uh, that, you know, Pennsylvania is an at will state. Right. And know? the NFL is, you know, obviously, like, these are the elite. Mm-hmm. There's not. There's not like, you know, like a whole waiting room full of Antonio Browns just like ready to step up and take his shift. Um, I don't think the Raiders think that this is their year to like be good and to like actually. When they move to Las Vegas. Yeah, they're, year. They're, they're, they're playing out this year. They're, I mean, obviously, like they would take it if they if they make the playoffs. Great. They'd be happy with that. But I thought like, they, they signed Antonio Brown seriously with his bullshit. I thought the Raiders signed him because, like, hey, we got a big-name player. We're going to Las Vegas, and we can do this. But now he's being a fucking idiot. If it's not going to work out, then... You know what? I could have drafted Antonio Brown in my fantasy football league, and I passed on him, and I took Julio Jones. Yeah. I, I, I didn't... I didn't you know, know. I did get Le'Veon Bell. I got Le'Veon I Bell. I passed on Le'Veon Bell, too. I took Le'Veon with my first pick, and we do the snake draft, and I picked ninth. So I took Le'Veon, and then like two picks later, I took Juju, and my and my friend who's the commissioner was like Homer, and I'm like, hey, listen, buddy, like I don't know if you heard this or not, but like Le'Veon Bell doesn't play for the Steelers anymore, right? And then with my third pick, I got Mahomes. I could. I don't had... care if I reached for a quarterback. I, oh, I don't care. Mahomes really actually care. went like the the number one third round pick was where Mahomes went in my draft. Yeah, but, he was my. You know. He went ninth in the third round of my draft. Yeah, I, uh, I think I, I think I did okay on my first three picks. Yeah, I took uh, one was Gurley, two was Julio Jones, three was Edelman, four was Sonny Michelle. Mm, I got Sonny Michelle too. You know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, we can pull our fancy teams up here in a minute. But in the meantime, yeah. in the meantime. Seriously, like, honestly, if if Antonio Brown got discarded from the NFL right now, mm. I wouldn't care at all. He's not a, the Steelers saw the problem. Yeah, they got rid of the problem, and they took a shitty trade deal. You know, for a third and a sixth. Mm-hmm. To just get rid of the guy. At least they got something, though. They got something, and now it's the Raiders' problem. Yeah. And now if the Raiders would be like, we're just going to walk away from this guy, cut him, we gave up a third and a sixth, which isn't much, and then, you know, they have nothing, and they cut him, it's 
and it, some other team's going to sign him because he's Antonio Brown. Yeah. And they'll deal this bullshit. Who's that going to be? The Cowboys? Which, I, speaking of Cowboys... They got their deal done. I don't I don't think they're looking to add any more issues contracts after that. Yeah, because you know what? They just signed Zeke to be, what, the highest paid running back in the NFL with guaranteed money mm. and so forth. Um, so Zeke's going to be there uh, week one. Uh, he hasn't had any training camp at all. He hasn't been hit. Nothing like that. He's been working on a beach in Mexico. Good for him. I mm-hmm. wish I could work out on a beach in Mexico. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, so Zeke's going to be in there. He's signed. Uh, and I, I kind of feel bad that they broke. The, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, broke. Zeke had two years left on a fucking rookie contract. Again, like, I don't have any pity for the Joneses ever. Uh, You know, they broke. This makes me mad at them even more. You got a guy that's got a contract. Look, dude, you're signed with us for two more years. This is what we're paying you. This is what you're doing. You know, can you go to your boss and be like, hey, I'll perform my words per minute. Um, Can you uh, give me $3 an hour more? I mean, okay. you know, uh, we have we have like a we have an incentive structure where we get raises based on that sort of thing, right? You know, I don't know, I don't know your your yeah. your status of your work thing, and when I'm a server and bartender, and and you type for a living, and well, we have incentives, whatnot, but... and like it's not like you're not like locked in for three years, you right? Know? I don't know, like I'm not I'm not sweating the Cowboys, but. I'm not sweating the Cowboys, but I'm mad at the Joneses because they caved. I don't care. I'm all about people getting paid. If people work and they get paid, then that's a good thing. Sorry. I, you know, you got paid in the drawer, sir. Um, they, um, you know, but the Joneses go ahead and sign Zeke Elliott to be the highest paid running back in the NFL now. And guaranteed money. All right, good for them, you know. But now they still have to worry about Amari Cooper and also Dak Prescott, and they signed three linemen, so they got offensive line mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's what it is. So we have Week One: Steelers, Patriots in Foxborough. What are you looking at? I mean, everybody's saying that the Steelers can like pick off this win, right? Because this is, if you're going to catch the Patriots, like, this is the time to do it. You know, everyone's still, like, getting their feet under them for week one. Um, You know, the Patriots have had some injuries on the O-line. And, you know, you want to get them now as opposed to later. Because, like, once they get their momentum going, it's just going to be, like, the machine. Um, I like the Steelers' chances. I... I'm not going to go so far as to predict a win, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm not predicting a win either. Um, I do see the Steelers having the better odds mm-hmm. right now. Um, Tom Brady's still fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. Julian Edelman's still there. Uh, Sonny Michelle's in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So is uh, Deion Lewis. Um, I'm not sure who else they have uh, at like tight end or 
wide out. Mm-hmm. Uh, their uh, Rex Burkhead's still in the backfield for New England. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a fantasy guy, he was a hell of a guy last year to have. Um, but uh, they asked, I watched Ben Roethlisberger's, uh, you know, interview and so forth. It was like eight or nine minutes long mm-hmm. video clip. And he's like, yeah, he goes, we're going up there and, you know, they're raising the banners that night. Mm-hmm. He goes, that's a cool thing to be at. Yeah. You know, he goes, they, they says, well, how do you feel about them raising the banners and you're being the opposing team going, he goes, look, he goes, they're raising the banners. Cool. It's a cool thing to be at. Yeah. He goes, and you tell all your guys on the team, this is what we want next year, to have people coming in and seeing us raising the banners. He goes, because Ben Roethlisberger's been on that side of, like, we're raising banners. Mm-hmm. You know what? These guys didn't. We're going to go out and kick their ass. And then you got, you know, on these guys, the Steelers going in, seeing New England raising the banners. And they're like, huh, they rose the banners last year. Yeah. Fuck it. We need to be in the Super Bowl. Let's go get these fucking guys. Yeah, it's good motivation. It's good and motivation. If, if they win this first game, then that's just like a great way to, you know, kick things off, get it started. You know, uh, also, going back on a little bit of research, the Steelers have played New England Patriots. On the opening day, one time, uh, in Ben Roethlisberger's career, mm-hmm. um, and it was a loss for the Steelers, but they did play on opening day. Usually, they have the Patriots-Steelers uh, game later in the season. Yeah. Um, it's a big ratings game. It's a big ratings it. game. It yeah. is. And uh, and that's why it's an 8 o'clock game this week mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, so, we'll see how that goes. Um uh, you know, I, I'm looking high on uh, Juju. I'm looking high on Hunter. Yeah. I'm looking high on, um, you know, Connor to uh, put 120 yards out, you know, yeah. and a, at least one touchdown. Um, that would I'm, be awesome. I'm looking at Juju for at least one touchdown. I'm looking at Hunter for one touchdown. Um, do I think the Steelers win this game? As a fan? It's going to be tight. Uh, I think they squeak it out with a Boswell field goal. All right. I like, um, that. I like the sound of that. You know, uh, you know, as a realist, it's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like New England is not the same New England. No, they're like, not. They're, they're gettable. I know they're the defending champs, but they are gettable. So They are. I'm rooting for that. All right, folks. Uh, thank you very much. For listening to us here at Bold Sports, episode 95, the Greg Lloyd episode. Matt and I are going to cut out. I hope you all have a great sports week. NFL is full action. NCAA football is full action. Riverhounds, of course, um, playing on Saturdays. Uh, Don't forget about Major League Baseball, even though the Pirates suck. And uh, what else we got going on? your golf game, my golf game, uh, your golf game's right. Uh, I bought a scooter. I don't have time for golf. <laughs> Matt, bought, <laughs> Matt, Matt bought a scooter. Uh, I still play a lot of golf during the week. I'm shooting all right right now. Oh, um, you know, and so forth. But in the meantime, folks, thank you very much. And check us out here uh, at Bold Sports uh, on the Twitter. Also, we have our own thing now going on. We got our own feed. We got our own feed on iTunes. Still subscribe to the Sorgmaster feed. Still subscribe to the Sorgmaster feed. Check everything out. It's awesome. 
And uh, we'll be back. Thank you very much. And next week, episode 96. I think that might be a Cedric Clancy. Because I remember him. 96. Yeah. Alright. Alright, folks. Episode 96 next week. Enjoy it. Hey, Ians. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.